Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here on the episode. Man, we got a fully loaded episode here. We're going to be breaking down the schedule, kind of talking about it, and uh, what our predictions are for the season. Uh, we got a lot to talk about there. We also talk about the Adrian Peterson signing. Um, I will have one caveat. When this episode was recorded, we did not know all these injuries that suddenly sprung up on this uh, Friday with Kenny Gallaudet possibly being out, Big V, Jeff Okuda. Um, we recorded this all before all that information came out. Pretty wild stuff. Um, and then we get into the preview for the Lions-Bears game, and we have Bears fan Josh re-entering the Lions Den, our popular segment. So we have that going on all in this episode. Sunday is approaching. The NFL is here. It's here. Sit back, relax. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Gotta be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Hey, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back. It's September 9th. That means the NFL season is right upon us. It's crazy uh, to think about. We've we, we barely seen any football, and then bam, it's right here. But I'm Big Z, and joining us as always uh, is the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So we got UJ, hey. Rudd Dog, Whoa. and Bob. Hello. And uh, Connor, Connor's not able to join this episode, but we'll, we'll make sure to get his uh, predictions in for both the upcoming week one game and for the regular season. What we're going to do on this podcast, for, for, let, let's jump into it right away before I get into the rest of the podcast. Uh, the Lions had a few cuts, uh, some surprising, some not so surprising, as we mentioned in our last episode, but a big signing uh, that definitely wasn't expected. Adrian Peterson wearing the Honolulu blue now after years uh, of uh, wrecking us in Minnesota. So uh, I just want to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, Adrian Peterson wearing the Honolulu blue, and what do you think is – first of all, how do you feel about the signing? And second of all, what do you think his role is going to be on this team? Uh, I'll, I'll throw it over to uh, UJ there. Uh, first of all, I actually like the signing. Uh, what I saw of Adrian Peterson last year was uh, he's kind of a marvel of uh, – he, he's just – I can't believe he keeps going the way he is at this age. But he was solid last year, and I think right now that's what we're looking for, someone solid. He's going to be fresh. It's the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, uh, Swift's not going to be in there probably for the first game or two. Uh, and you got Adrian Peterson with fresh legs on a new season. I think he's going to be uh, 
I think he's, we're going to be pleasantly surprised with this signing. Plus, he's stone reliable. I mean, the guy just plays all the time. He's unbelievable. So I think it's just a solid, really good signing for the for the Lions, and I think he's going to. I think we're going to be happy with it. All right. How about you, Bob? Yeah, yeah, I like the signing, especially with Swift's injury. You know, we don't know how uh, soon he'll be back. And I think having a veteran like him at a pretty cheap price is good because uh, it seems like he likes to mentor some of the young backs. And so I think it will help our, yeah. uh, our running back room. And it should be noted that Scarborough is on the IR to start the season. Now, he can come off after a week uh, or he can come off the IR starting week three. The, there's some new rules at the IR this year uh, with COVID going on. But uh, with uh, Rudd Dog, do you think Scarborough, like his injury and Swiss possible injuries, is that a big reason why they signed AP? Oh, I'm sure it factored in. I mean, you want you don't want to go into the season with a half in the bag running back group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I was just thinking. One, since you didn't ask me the question, I'm going to answer it because when uh, I first heard we got Adrian Pearson, I thought, "Wow, if this was five or six years ago, I would have like shit my pants." But uh, the uh, I like the signing though. I think he's going to be a good uh, good presence to have. And yeah, I agree. He's definitely there to bring some stability to that room. Yeah, and another uh, thing with Adrian Peterson signing, so he was. For the first four years of his career, Darren Bevel was uh, his coach in Minnesota. So I think that was a big factor in him coming over here to Detroit. Uh, he had his four best years under Darren Bevel in Minnesota. In addition to that, Adrian Peterson, I I actually I didn't realize how productive he was in Washington because Washington's been so bad, I didn't really pay attention to what was going on there. Um, but he averaged 4.2 yards per carry last year. So yeah. he still has a lot left in the tank. And the Lions have a deep backfield, so he's not going to have to be overused by any means. And I, I, I look at him as a guy that's going to punch the ball in the end zone, especially mm. especially in the red zone. I think that's where we're going to see his uh, biggest contributions. Maybe not between the ton- 20s necessarily, but especially the red zone. where the, You know, Carry K- on Johnson, I still have uh, a haunting nightmares of him trying to reach over the goal line uh, against the uh, Chiefs oh, last year. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Z, we could also – Probably use them late in games just to churn out clock, you know. Absolutely. One of those. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, he's going to get those tough short yards, you know, and uh, I think he's going to be valuable. I don't think carry on's quite built for that, but uh, I think Adrian will fill that role. You know, at least a lot of guys in Scarborough or someone can step up. But I, like I said, I think we're going to be a little surprised with this guy and how productive he'll be. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Plus, I think it's a great opportunity for, like, Ty Johnson – and care actually, all, we have a bunch of young backs to learn from a guy like him. How you know things that have helped him get to this like timeless career he's having. It seems gone forever. So yeah, um, and I just want to talk about one uh, other guy. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys Lions cut, they end up getting back in our practice squad. But one guy that we didn't that we actually we discussed a lot after the draft was uh, Jason Hunley. And I Rud Ru- Dog, I know you're especially high on him. I. I- I want to know what your feelings are. He went to the Eagles, which is actually Man. a great landing spot for him because they use speed backs there really well. I'm not going to lie. I was bummed about this one because yeah. I think I saw a lot of potential in this kid. And by all accounts, he was showing everything they drafted him for. But obviously, he didn't quite fit their plans, probably because Swift does too much of the similar things. Um, I'm sure they wanted to hide him on the practice squad, but – but I, I would not be surprised if he's doing some de- decent things for Philly this year. 
Yeah, do do I mean do you do you guys think that the Lions overplayed their hand here? Do you think they 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 thought for sure it's always a risk when you you cut a guy. That's what happens. They can get picked up on waivers. But I don't know if the Lions truly believed. Uh, you know, there there's no tape on them, no preseason tape, no video on. Uh, pretty much all the other 31 teams, all they have on them is their college tape and how much they evaluate them in the draft process. Well, hey, since this is you know, the Blue Kool Aid podcast and we are positive thinkers, play. <laughs> Think of it this way. We cut a guy that we all wanted to see play. So if we're to that point now where we're cutting really good players, you must have some really good players behind him, right? Right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's a project for Alliance, right? The other teams are picking up our scraps. That's so, right. hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Z, I, I think I like they did try to stash him on the practice squad. And actually, the the number of claims off of waivers this year was like down like by half, so they had a pretty good chance that he would still be there, but mm. they scooped him up. So yeah, I, I was surprised. I was surprised, but actually not. The Eagles have had a lot of injuries, and uh, he spit he fits that speedy running back role so well for the Eagles. But enough about the enough about the Eagles. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think what you things about picking up our scraps. Uh, uh, what what did the what did the Patriots? Uh, Trade for Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> mm-hmm. They got yeah. six pack of beer and a pack of wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but but um, let's go to the main focus of this episode, and is and that is uh predictions, and we're we're gonna be going uh, over the line schedule here, breaking it down, uh, trying to you know give our thoughts and predictions for the regular season. So we're gonna break it down in the fourths. So we're gonna go through the schedule and just have general comments as we work through, and then what I want to do is kind of give our uh, offensive MVP, regular uh, defensive MVP, overall MVP, uh, maybe rookie of the year in the class, and then uh, we'll we'll preview the Bears game, and then uh, later on we'll have uh, Bears and Josh entering the Lions den. But right now, let's get into the regular season, huh? Let's break it down. So the Lions are at uh, home against Chicago, then at Green Bay, at Arizona. We're always in Arizona. Never they never come to Detroit. <laughs> What the uh, hell happened there? And then we are uh, home against New Orleans, and then we have a bye week. So that's the first five weeks of the season for the Lions. Uh, really? What do we think about this early stretch, especially uh, now that we know our roster, we know Stafford's ready to go, uh, everything like that. But Bears and Green Bay to start off the season, I I, I love it, and uh, I I just I really like that. It's such yeah. a tone early. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I, I think it's uh, – sometimes people don't like the early bye week, but maybe it'll work to a somewhat of an advantage this year because the the season's kind of just rushing up on everybody. So, you know, maybe getting a little bit earlier rest again before, you know, going to the rest of the season might pay off this year when, you know, the first four games will be like the preseason and summer camp that they didn't have. So, yeah, you know, maybe it's, it'll be a good time to get the right – you know, get a little rest then. Uh, that that uh, the week three and four is not, uh, you know, the Lions uh, are going to be really challenged, especially that new secondary, Trufant and yeah. either a Warrior or Cuda. They're uh, against Arizona. Man, they're going to have to go against. Uh, it's Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, uh, Andy Isabella, and Kenyon Drake. Uh, that that's a that's a deep, uh, deep, deep, deep uh, receiving core there. And then after that, it's the Saints with Michael Thomas, uh, Drew Brees, Emmanuel Sanders. Like it's. Yeah. Those are two tough, challenging weeks for our defense right there. They'll be tested early this season. You know, Z, too, when you talk about the Cardinals, you got also factor in containing Kyler Murray. That's going to fall partly yeah. on the secondary, too. So, 
I think that game's going to be a shootout. Uh, I think it's going to be two high-powered offenses, and uh, the mm-hmm. best defense is going to win that game. I think. The, the, uh, I don't. My, so, but Bob, will the, will the Lions go in up twenty-four to six in the fourth quarter against Arizona again? Yeah. And end up with no. a tie. No, I could see them being up twenty-four six though. I think the Cardinals <laughs> are going to be humbled by the Lions when they get to that point. Mm. They're they're very hyped up right, but now by a lot of people. But yeah, they haven't. Uh, I think the Lions will expose them a bit. Yeah, but I, I I like the start of the schedule with the division games. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that that's definitely a big. Uh, yeah. That's definitely big to start off season. So, uh, how do we feel about this stretch? Uh, I I I could see the Lions going. I want to say two and two or three and one. It's tough for me to say that because it if two, I, do does two and two feel like a victory if we get through this part of the schedule? No, no, no. I don't really see. I, yeah, like, I think five seconds. You know, I'm not. I'm not seeing too many losses here. I, I think all <laughs> these are very winnable games. And, yeah. And, uh, I, but actually, I with that shootout you mentioned against the Cardinals. I don't see that. I think our the way we've built our defensive talent fits very well to fit, face a team like that. Uh, we've loaded up on a lot of versatile backs and uh, D backs and linebackers to to meet that kind of a uh, spread fast defense. And you do it. Well, yep. Yeah. No. Uh, we should beat the Bears. I mean, we're favoring. Uh, if we, I mean, we should not have a problem with the Bears. The Packers, I think, are a little down this year. I mean, they're trying to talk them up, but I. They're always going to be tough. It's in Lambo, but the Cardinals, a road game that's going to be a little, that's going to be tough. But I think we can win that one. And then the Saints, I mean, they're tired again, but we have them at home too, so that's an advantage to us. So we could easily go four now as well as three and one. But I, I don't. I think two and two would be very disappointing if we got two and two. Very disappointing. Yeah, and I'm just curious how all this is going to work with the like. Is there really a home field advantage without? Like big fans. I'm on ESPN right now. It says tickets as low as sixty three dollars. I'm like, what? What tickets are they talking about? On <laughs> I, I didn't click on the link to see what they're talking about. But uh, I'm curious, like, because the NFL said they were having the competition committee meet last week about how much noise they're going to allow for the stadium to play at home games when a team when the opposing opposing teams on uh, offense. So I don't know how much of that will be a factor. I'll be curious watching the game. Um, how much that'll be a factor, and if it has any factor in the, the home field advantage, because without fans, it, it kind of ruin, uh, lose it a little bit. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Stafford will like quiet the crowd, you know, put his hands down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Rob, I, this I, is I think a, Stafford actually recorded as saying, "Well, there's no crowd's fine. It's quiet is good for a quarterback." Yeah. 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 They want but that. I think that'd be funny. Did you guys see in the uh, Tigers game last week? Uh, Cabrera got his 2,000th hit as a Tiger, and he came out and did a uh, tipped his cap. Oh no! Even though he was <laughs> stadium, and he did his curtain call. Nice, <laughs> I miss that. One. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah. So that that's the first quarter of our season. So let's jump into the second uh, part of the schedule. So again, week five by week, but then Jacksonville, we are on the road for at Atlanta. A lot of road games. Four of the first six games on the road. I should mention. Um, then home for Indianapolis, and then at Minnesota. So Jacksonville, on the road for Jacksonville, Atlanta, Minnesota, home for Indianapolis. Uh, that's another mm-hmm. tough stretch, especially all those road, a lot of road games to start this season, which I kind of like because the second half of the schedule, uh, you know, defending your home turf and trying to win a division, I kind of like that aspect. Jacksonville, Jacksonville is not a good team. They're, 
they're uh, widely recognized as uh, one of the top two know. or three contenders for Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, <laughs> they've traded away their top DN, top cornerback, and top running back all in the last year. So uh, they are, and they just fired their uh, their vice president. Uh, it's not going good in Jacksonville right that, now. Besides, that kind of game kind of worries me a little bit, though. Actually, yeah, on the schedule, teams like that. We track game. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, fair. They should win, but but uh, I could see that one being tough. I just remember I remember going to the Lions game and uh, we were sitting, uh, you know, behind the end zone up high, and I remember watching Blake Bortles play for the Jaguars and how I missed those. Uh, how I wish, how I wish he could come back and play for them this game. I just remember seeing like you see this deep route, Jacksonville guy is wide open, and then Blake Bortles just throws ducks after ducks. It was it was hilarious to watch from the upper deck uh, as a Lions fan. But I, but I do respect Gardner Minshew. I do respect Gardner Minshew. That guy's fun to root for, actually. But uh, yeah. now when he comes, one of the things we have going for us though is this: this road schedule in the first half of the season tends to be the weaker teams. Mm-hmm. So that I think sort of plays into our advantage too. So I think that could help us. Yeah. And then at Atlanta, that that Atlanta is a pretty good home team, and they have a Atlanta is really interesting this year. They have. 11, yeah, their entire offense is former first-round picks. So wow. uh, th- that's never happened before. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. And Matt Ryan and Matt uh, Stafford are like best buddies in the offseason. So uh, you have that going on there. That'll be interesting. Uh, th- it's funny the Lions don't play Minnesota, who I would argue is like the, the top contender for the division besides us. Uh, mm. that- that's who I view as the biggest threat. I don't know about you guys. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I ain't gonna not with you on that. See, you wouldn't. Who do you have? Who do you think? Well, I'm. I'm I hate to say it, but probably Green Bay. Mm. I think Minnesota's gonna be weaker this year because I think their defense got kind of decimated over the off season. So uh, I think they're gonna have trouble duplicating what they've been doing the last year or two on defense. So that's just my personal opinion. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and then Indianapolis. Uh, they have Philip Rivers now. Uh, they have a real. It'll be interesting to see the Lions' D line go go against that O line in Indianapolis. I, I would argue Indianapolis has the best offensive line in the league. It's really really stacked. Um, who's that? Who's the left guard in Indy that? Uh, Quentin Nelson. Oh, no, that guy is an absolute beast. Yeah, he's, he's, he is so good. When everybody, <laughs> when all NFL fans know who an offensive lineman's name, uh, that that means you're probably doing something good. It was coming really good, yeah. or really bad. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be a that'll be a fun matchup to see. And Philip Rivers, uh, well, we saw Philip Rivers come to Detroit last year. That didn't work out so well for him. So I'd like to see a repeat performance uh, right there. Although I do really think Rivers is a good fit in Indy, though. I think he'll actually have a decent season. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we'll take care of business with him. With a good old line, so the old man can have some time to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And then uh, November 8th, uh, the last part of the first half of the schedule, eighth game is uh, at Minnesota. So we don't see Minnesota week eight, so it'll be interesting to see where we're at the standings there. Uh, but that could be a high-profile game waiting to happen. And uh, – so Minnesota on the road right there. So let's get to the third quarter of the schedule. And I I actually really like this part of the schedule for us uh, coming into the home stretch. The third. Uh, so we are home against the Washington football team, not the Redskins, um, at Carolina, then home against Houston for Thanksgiving, 
And then at Chicago, uh, early December. The Lions always play the Bears early December in Chicago. It's like a yeah, really yeah. Big, I feel. Same. Um, so I, I really like that part of the schedule. I see, I, I see the Lions possibly going 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh right there. I really like that. I, I feel like we match up really well with all the teams, especially Houston trading away DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I already like our matchup against Chicago. Carolina and Washington are both teams uh, – Rebuilding, if you will. Although Washington has a really good defensive line, I'll give them that. But uh, their offense is bad. And yeah, <laughs> we we got caught napping against them a little bit, even though we didn't have our first string quarterback last, last year. year. Oh, you, th- oh, you think? Them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was a, yeah. one of the worst games ever to watch. Like just quarterbacks missing everybody left and right on both sides. That yeah, we lost to a quarterback that was taking a selfie before the game was over. Damn it! I know. I know. Oh, I just think, I think they'll learn from that game, though, and it's not going to happen again this year. So. I hope so. I mean, it gave us Jeffrey Akuda, so maybe we'll get yeah. this kid. I don't know. Yeah, oh, man, that was a brutal game. So we, yeah, we did. We need to make up for that one. Uh, Carolina, they they signed Teddy Bridgewater this off season, uh, but they are a team that's rebuilding. They had, I think, they drafted seven defensive players. Is the most ever. It might have been more than that even like seven of their nine picks or. Actually, maybe they're. I, I need to go back. I didn't. I'm just going off the top of my head. I think maybe every single one of their picks was a defensive player in the draft this year. It was a. It was a bizarre draft. Like every, but they do have Isaiah Simmons, Carolina. So we'll we'll get this. Oh, uh, wait. No, they're right. They're right. You're right. The Cardinals. My bad. My bad. My bad. I forgot who Carol Carolina did. I thought Carolina was going to pick him. South Carolina. That's right. That's right. Uh, Kimba. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it. But now that you mention it, just jumping back really quick, we will get to see Isaiah Simmons go against Detroit and see what could have mm. been possibly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully he's a big, humongous draft bust. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Watch AP run him over. Yeah. 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 Or DeAndre Swift run him over. Or uh, Akuda. Out of his socks. Akuda can't run him over, but uh. Um, Houston on Thanksgiving. Do we like this matchup? Is it going to be a good Thanksgiving feast for Detroit Lions fans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. Get theirs. yeah, I do, too. I think that defense is going to be pretty bad. Ducking, a turd ducking on that <laughs> And then um, Chicago, early December. It's like a, it's almost like an annual tradition at this point. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I like us getting, the, getting that series back in our favor, both games. Yep. Yes. And, uh, I know they're expecting a lot out of Khalil Mack this year, like a big bounce back year, which may happen, but I don't think it's going to be enough for that team to be that good. Mack had a good year last year, Bob. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he was really good last year. I, yeah, but not yeah. like – I mean, like when he was first with the Bears, yeah. he was like taking over games. He wasn't like that level. They they could quiet him down. I bet he doesn't do it again, though. I, I don't think – I think that was like a, a momentum thing of him coming from an old team to a new team, and it was just like – he fit, he was like the final piece to that defense at that time, and he just took it to a whole new level. And then the next year, it all fell apart when they lost uh, Akeem Hicks. So I think it depends on how their interior line comes out this yeah. year. If he can, if you yeah. keep him clean, if you can stop him from double teaming Mac all the time, then yeah, he'll he'll still do some damage. I so think our strategy this year has to be run at Mac, run oh. over him on every play, beat him up. With our, our biggest, baddest offense, I mean, go after him. I, the thing is, we got all the personnel to counter a guy like Mac. You know, you can get Hawkinson out there, Jesse James out there to slow him down. And 
chip off them and all that. So I'm not scared of clear mech. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, after uh, we'll we'll expand on that a little bit after uh, our predictions here. But the la- the last quarter of the season, home against Green Bay, at Tennessee, home against Tampa Bay, and uh, home against Minnesota. So three of the last four at home. I like that stretch. Those are those are three. Uh, or those are all playoff caliber teams: Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota. Big Z, did you say Tampa Bay on I purpose? Mi- I, might Tom have. Bay? I might have. I might have. And by the way, I should mention all these games are at noon. Besides the Thanksgiving game at eleven thirty and the Arizona game at three twenty-five, the Lions got no respect. Oh wow! No respect. Don't worry. Although they went three and thirteen last never, year, so maybe it's right. out of his pathway. You watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but easily any of these games could be flexed. These are all, uh, you know, could, could t- playoff contenders by, you know, at least by uh, journalists and sports reporters. So uh, what, what do we think about this? Three of the last four at home, especially uh, two of which are probably top division contenders, Green Bay and Minnesota. I love it. It's perfect. Love it. Yeah. End of the season drama is always the best. I mean, that's you love that chance to – make up for mistakes or, you know, do whatever you get that last chance to claim the victory over your division. That's the best right there at the end. Absolutely. That was the Tampa Bay uh, game. That was very uh, intriguing to me. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a fun one. I really do. We'll see if Brady's even still standing by the time we get to Assuming that, that he is. Assuming that he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to be able to protect him adequately like they did in uh, – in New England all the time. Uh, Pat- Patricia does have a good track record against Tom Brady, at least uh, evidenced yeah. by the Sunday night game uh, where we just absolutely dominated. So there yeah, is that. But I, I love ending the season with Minnesota. I, that's who I have as my second-place team in the division, and I think it, it might come down to that last game. I don't know. It'll be tough. I, I have it coming down to the last game. Like The division will be decided in that Week 17 game against Minnesota. Yeah. You know, it's strange because it's like they finally changed it. How many t- the last few seasons have we finished at, in Green Bay or against Green Bay? I feel like we've been – that last game has been Green Bay for like five or six years now. It was like a few years ago. It's been Minnesota. It was Minnesota last year, and it was this year. Was it too. last year? I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. yeah uh, I don't think you're right. Maybe. No, you're right. You're right. It was – yep. Yeah, Green Bay. Never mind. Green Bay had that. We had the touchdown pass with Matt Prater. Because that's right. It's, I feel like it's been the same thing since we uh, we blew that playoff or that year where we could have uh, taken the division against them, and then we freaking still let them lose or win, even though freaking Rodgers was like banged up and all this stuff. And ah, ever since then, it's like seems like You're every right. year they stand right there at the end of the season, not to since... stop us from making the playoffs or ruining our season. <laughs> the, you're you're right, Rod Dog. You're right. I, for some reason, I thought we did have Minnesota last, but. 2016 to 2019 was Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, week 17. So now they changed yeah. it a little bit. So good call. Yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah, it is weird. Um, but, uh, okay, now let, let's get into uh, more of our predictions here. We'll, we'll wait for – no, let, let's do our record now. So, uh, UJ, what do you have as your prediction for the Lions uh, this regular, regular season record, and then uh, how far do we go into playoffs? Well, I wonder. I was drinking a lot of Kool Aid today, and I'm thinking 16 and 0. <laughs> but we'll, you know, we'll take it game by game as the season goes. But uh, uh, to, to be more uh, 
I don't know. To take my heart out of it, I think the Lions got a really good chance of, of really, really having a good year this year. So I'm going to go with the 12 and 4, and we take the division. And we don't win it in the last week. We win it before the last week. My prediction, 12 and 4. Uh, who, who do you have second, third, and fourth in the division? Second, and reluctantly, we have the Green Bay Packers. I don't like them. I think they're on the arrow pointing toward the down, but uh, I think they're going to be second, followed by the Vikings, followed by the Bears. All right. Let's go to um, let's go to Rudd Dog. What do you have? All right. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, like you, Jay, you know, 0-16 just feels right. But uh, to oh, I guess it was right as yeah. Oh, and I said, oh, oh, I said, oh, no, no, oh, no. You need a. I meant for the Bears. I you need to take Kool Aid to the. Yeah. You need to. We need to like get an IV and put Kool Aid in. Wait, wait, we were talking about. We were talking about yeah. the Bears season, right? On oh, sixteen for the Bears. No, yeah, uh, you can cover sixteen. Sixteen all feels right, but no, I think uh, <laughs> uh, you know, being uh. I guess they call it realistic, whatever that means. But uh, I would say I feel I'm feeling 11 and five. We take the division for the first time. I feel like the plan's coming together. We got the personnel. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of it gelling. But I have a feeling this new defensive coordinator, Unla, is going to do a good job with this defense. And with the talent he's got, they got potential to be a top five defense in the league. And uh, with you know. You know what? Do you have to, what else is there to say about Stafford and this offense? It's, I think it's going to be dominant, and if we have a competent defense, the sky's the limit. But yeah, there'll, there'll be some some growing pains and some tough spots. So I could see a few losses here and there, but uh, yeah, eleven and five. All right, with a division All title. Right. Wait, and uh, UJ and uh, Rudd Dog. I'm sorry, but I didn't get your uh, postseason prediction. Oh. So your postseason, postseason. yeah. How far yeah, the line is going to go? All the way. All right. All right. All the way. Yeah. All right. Rock. I mean, after clinching, uh, you know, uh, bye week. Yeah. After clinching one of the bye weeks, they're gonna they're gonna run the table and friggin' claim that Super Bowl. All right. Uh, and you know, everyone's saying there's gonna be an asterisk next to this season because of COVID and all that nonsense. To me, that asterisk is gonna be like a badge of honor because. If you survive in one of the toughest – this is going to be one of the toughest seasons ever because there was no camp. There was no preseason to really get in shape. Whoever comes out on top of this season is going to have have to go through a tougher-than-normal process. So I think that's going, to, that's going to be our little extra cherry on top for how when we take the Super Bowl this year. All right, Bob, how about you? What do you All got? Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been drinking the Kool-Aid have a lot this year. I, I really believe in uh, what they're doing on this team. I think the Stafford is going to be awesome this year. I like his league MVP talk. I think it's going to happen. And uh, I'm going 13 and three for the Lions. It's two losses Woo! to the Vikings. And one to Nixon. But the last, the last uh, loss to the Vikings will already have the thing wrapped up. But All right. That's what I got. And I, and I do have uh, Jackson or not Jackson. Minnesota is second in the division, followed by Green Bay and the Bears on the bottom. So. Ooh, I like there it. You go. I like it. And, then, and Super Bowl, Super Bowl, of course. Yes. Right. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Wait, uh, who, who do you guys have the Lions beating in the Super Bowl? Ooh, goodness. I'm going to say the Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah, that'd be a great game. I'll go for that. I'm going to say the Ravens. 
All right. All right. So I I have the Lions going eleven and five. Uh, the Vikings going ten and six. The Packers going nine and seven, and the the Bears going six and ten. And I'm being generous with the Bears. I I, I don't like that team at all. Both both personally and just uh, objectively, like uh, it, it, they are they are. <laughs> I don't like that team, but regardless, we're talking the Lions here. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us how you feel, Z. <laughs> 11, Eleven and five. I really like the makeup of this Lions team, especially the offense. Going, I I really like what we can do early in the season. I think uh, with a veteran offense like this, I I think the Lions are going to have a top five offense. I just I really like the makeup of it. I, I do have a little question, maybe with the right side of the offensive line. If that can hold up and they can uh, live up to their end of the bargain, especially with run blocking, um, they're the the sky's the limit for this offense. Uh, and on the defense side of the ball, I can't wait to see what our new set of linebackers could do, especially Jamie Collins, Aquara. Uh, I I we I can't wait to see Corey Unland make adjustments to get after the passer within two and a half seconds, uh, or at least within like you know, like where we we don't have to finish a whole entire book by the time the quarterback throws the ball. Uh, but I really, really like the Lions. Uh, oh man, they're they're gonna win the division. They're gonna do it. I'd feel it. And then uh, yeah. I had the Lions, of course, running all the way to the Super Bowl, baby. Uh, and they're gonna be uh, beating the. I, I like the Chiefs too. I they're gonna beat the Chiefs. It, it's redemption time for that game last year. That that one's been uh, oh yeah me off yeah. And you think if they beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, though, the announcers will be okay with Stafford throwing sidearm passes and throwing the passes yeah. and all that. They'll beat the Chiefs on a sidearm pass, and then they'll credit Mahomes for teaching <laughs> yeah. them that. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay, so before, before we get into the preview, uh, and w- which will just be a short preview if you're listening, uh, but uh, uh, who will be our offensive MVP? Do, does anybody have anybody other than Stafford? I guess I should ask rather. <laughs> oh, everybody's shaking their head. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I'm Stafford. It might be close with Kenny Galladay, I think, maybe, but uh, Stafford's got to be the number one. Yeah. And I put, uh, if Kenny Galladay's 1A, I'd put Hawkinson at 1B. I think he's uh, going to have a big year. So I, 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 I think he's going to have a good year. You're right. I think my, my dark horse is the. Uh, well, it's sort of a great – it's one of these running backs, whether it's carry-on or Swift. I think it might be carry-on. I think carry-on stays healthy. We're going to finally see what we've been expecting from him, and I could see him just tearing it up this year. All right, better – probably more interesting question, who's the defensive MVP? Oof. Who do you have, Red Dog? <sighs> I have Tracy Walker. Yep. I could see him just you being an absolute, oh, absolute ball. You know me, I, I, <laughs> I, I think of his potential – He's like that. I could see him becoming like an Ed Reed type, you know, just yep. absolutely just a, a, a mega presence in that secondary and and game changing type of presence. How about you, Bob? Uh, defense. I I actually like Trey Flowers in that uh, for that spot. I think he came on really strong last year, and I think he's fits perfect in that system. And I I, I hope Jackie's comes true, but uh, I I think uh, Trey Flowers will be the one. And uh, UJ. Well, I'm actually agreeing with you, Bob. Uh, I think Trey Flowers has had a great year. I think he's got more help on the inside, taking a little pressure off him, and he's just and if he comes out strong, it took him half a season to get going last year. But I think this time he comes out blazing, and uh, I think Trey Flowers is going to have double digit sacks 
and uh, be our leader on that team. I think he's going to be number one. He's our guy. Oh, man, I, I feel like Jamie Collins. Uh, that's who I'm rolling with. Yeah, a big signing. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I think Matt Patricia is going to work him around a lot. Uh, just as it, even if he doesn't, maybe maybe he's not going to stuff the strategy. Maybe he will be. But I think his presence out there. Um, I I think he's going to be a huge, huge, important piece of this defense, and that's that's who I'm picking for my defensive MVP. Can, can I give my two dark horses? Uh, sure. Really quick. My. My two dark horses are Hand okay. and uh, Jelani Tavai. I could see one of those guys really turning into something big this season. All right. Um, and uh, one, one last category, uh, Rookie of the Year. Both pick one from offense or defensive side of the ball. We'll start with you, Bob. Uh, I'll go with the Kuda. I know he's not starting week one, but I think he's going to work in there this year and make some key plays for us. So All I'll right. go with the Kuda. How about you, UJ? All right, I think we, I mean, we'd love to see DeAndre Swift be that guy, be that just terribly the power with this Barry Sanders-esque performance. But my choice is going to be Jonah Jackson. I think he's going to be awesome this year. I just think he's going to be, he's going to be a, a revelation. He's going to be a really good guy this year from his rookie game one. I think this guy's going to be very good. So, uh yeah, I'm going with Jonah Jackson. You got some feelings about that, okay. Red Dog? <laughs> Where did you get that idea? Uh, but, uh, yes, I. mine was also Jonah Jackson. I mean, for one, I think you're going to have to look at who's going to be on the field the most. And while I do think Swift will have significant action and Akuda will have significant action, Jonah Jackson's most likely going to be on the, play, on the field every play for the offense. And I do have a good feeling about what he's capable of doing, so I think I think he's going to end up pulling that award. All right, um, and I would I would agree with Okuda. I think he's going to make a big impact here, especially in the second half of the season. That's where he's going to really shine. I want to say Swift. I just don't know. It's hard to say uh, with his injury right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, we got really some good, really good candidates. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I like it's it true. a lot. Um, just some things to note before we go on to the Bears preview. Julian acquires my dark horse. <laughs> you got a lot of dark horses. That's a good one, though. I do like that one. He's bound to hit on one of them. <laughs> um, the Lions over-under in Vegas is seven right now. I'm just going by FanDuel odds right now. Uh, the Lions odds to win the Super Bowl. Any guesses? 60 to one. Ooh, close. 66 to one right now. Wow. 66 to one. I want that easy money. money. I know. That, I love free money. money. I may or may not have said I've. Uh, it's free money the past few years, but it really is free money this year. <laughs> you can tell Josh. I, I know. I hear he, he likes to bet a lot. Maybe you know, give him a good tip. Bet on the Lions to win the Super Bowl. Let me just tell you, who has worse odds than the Lions? Uh, the Dolphins, <laughs> Giants, Jets, Panthers, Bengals, Washington, and the Jaguars. Every other team in, is in front of them. So. The Raiders, Broncos, Texans, Falcons, Cardinals, Bears, so on and so forth, all have higher odds. The Bears Lakers need to get their the Bears? math right. Yep. The Bears are 44 to 1 odds. But uh, that might just be because they're always a heavily bet on team. And then MVP, if you believe in the Lions, uh, you might as well go MVP too and go with Stafford because uh, if, they're, if they're winning the Super Bowl, he's probably having an MVP type year. Um, he is fifty to one odds to win MVP, which is kind of ridiculous. That's tied with Roethlisberger and Cousins and Josh Allen, 
And it's wow. in one place. Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, all have better odds than uh Oh, God. Just to name a few. I mean, there's the obvious ones like Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. But So is this an exercise and stuff that doesn't mean anything? Because <laughs> I'm just telling people to put their money, is... all right? This is this is a smart money podcast right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. People yeah, come yeah, here right. for their gambling advice, especially on our predictions. I hear it's always good to trust Blue Kool-Aid drinkers when it comes to uh, where to place your money bets. You got it right. You got it right. <laughs> um, so really quick, gentlemen, uh, let's go into this preview for uh, the Bears-Lions. We, we, you guys already talked a lot about Khalil Mack, so we don't need to go into that right now. Um, and and we'll have Josh on in a moment to enter the Lions' den. But uh, I just want to get our quick thoughts uh, on a key to this game for the Lions Uh and we'll, we'll just keep it brief since uh, we're running long right now. But uh, let's go to you, Bob. What's, what's the key to this game for the Lions that you're looking for? Like what, going in the game like, oh, all right, I, I, if I see this, it's going well. Uh, I, I think containing Trubisky. I know it sounds funny because he's a terrible quarterback, but we, we have to contain Trubisky. But he has done well against us. Uh, yeah. So I think crazy. if we keep, him, uh, keep pressure on him and don't let him run outside um, – that, that he uh, that's that'll be the key. If we stop that, we're going to win this game. And uh, the one thing I would look out for are the Bears, the, their rookie uh, Cole Komet, the tight end. I think he's he's gotten some buzz coming out of camp. Might be got to look out for. Him. Yeah, and uh, it, it it is funny. We we constantly make fun of Trubisky on here, but he has thrown for seventy five percent completion against us in the last three games. Nine touchdowns and one pick. So it is yeah. unfortunately yeah. hard to ignore. Uh, again, it's, it's that was, those games defies belief. Last year, his six, six touchdowns and no picks against us were in the second half of the season when we had a lot of injuries. Uh, he hasn't really faced us early in the season yet, so this is a different circumstance for him. And he was, and they were splitting uh, reps throughout camp, uh, him and Foles, so he hasn't had a full slate of reps like he usually does either. Uh, but UJ, what what's your uh, one one thing you're looking for here? Uh, well. I think it's going to be a close game in the early stages of the game. Uh, it's going to be a defensive struggle. But I think our offense is so far superior to the Bears' offense that eventually we'll wear it down, we'll wear them down. And I think the real key to this is going to be time of possession, getting the, you know, getting the defense off the field quickly, which I think they'll be able to do, and, uh, and our offense control the game, control the clock. Because eventually by the third quarter, we're going to start wearing them down, and I think and our running game will really come into full effect. So I think controlling the clock is really going to be a huge, huge thing for us to do against the Bears. All right, and then Red Dog. Okay, so uh, mine is that uh, getting Stafford going. Uh, that, that Part of that's the run game, but really, as long as Stafford can get you know time to throw the ball and get a chance to do his thing, and it, it doesn't let this defense get too much momentum where they're you know, where their strengths are, where their pass rushers are, getting to tee off on them. I think as long as you do that, our defense will slow them down enough and Stafford will be able to pick them apart. And and if it turned into a shootout, we'd dominate them. But I, don't, I think our defense will handle Trubisky because we have a whole different thing going yeah. on this year than last year. All right, and I, I'm uh, just really quick. I'm, there's two things I'm looking for. First of all, the right side of the offensive line. Are they getting a good push? Are we getting uh, good runs off mm-hmm. that right side of the line with Big V and Jonah Jackson? Th- this is a whole new right side of the line for us. I want to see how they step up against a really good defensive line in Chicago. 
that'll be really interesting for me to see right away. If we see some good push, some good positive yardage on those, that'll get me really excited for the rest of the game. And then secondly, are we going to be more aggressive on defense? Is Corey Unling going to send some blitzes? Are we going to get after Trubisky right away? That's what I really want to see. Has Matt Sweet Pat Jesus, I hope so. Rushing. My big thing is will Matt Patricia – Actually, like, will he show like that he adjusted this off season? Uh, that that'll be a big one for me. So, uh, are we going to see more of the same, or are we going to see some adjustments? Like, I really hope we see adjustments. I really hope we see a new. Oh yeah. I, it's it's so yeah. badly like it can't get much worse. Like I said, Trubisky threw seventy five percent against us last year. Mitch Trubisky. Right. Oh. It, to me, it's it's aggression is part of it, but it's. I would, as long as I would like to see, I just want to see a competently run defense. Yeah. Last year we, we had someone it looked like they played Madden and just put their defense in prevent mode the whole time, and like that wasn't like a complete playbook. As long as we run a balanced attack and keep them guessing, I feel like well that will boost our abilities from last year to like fifty percent. All right. Uh, so. Uh, th th that's our thoughts about the game, and we'll get into our predictions at the very end of this podcast. But right now, we're going to have Bears fan Josh enter the Lions' den. Enter. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Uh, the, as, we, as we said previously, the first week of the season is coming up, and it is a division rival that we have, the Bears. The Chicago Bears are coming into Detroit with a <laughs> and uh, we are bringing it back now that the regular season is upon us. And uh, a former uh, entry entrant to the Lions that he escaped out last time, but he's decided to jump back in. Uh, yeah. Has no brains. Bears fan. Uh, Bears fan. Josh, uh, he is back and entering the Lions. That Josh. What's, what's going on here? Welcome, welcome. Into the welcome. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. Uh, we all we all want to extend our congratulations on your second-round pick from three years ago, beating out Nick Foles in a training camp one week before the season. <laughs> congratulations. That's a big victory for you. <laughs> you had to start that off, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so how do, you feel, how do you feel about Mitch coming into this season, Josh? It's up in the air. His destiny falls on him. So we'll see. It kind of stinks that we uh, paid a backup quarterback twenty-one million and traded away a fourth rounder to have him sit on the bench. But yeah, well, the Bears could have gone uh, after like Cam Newton for like nothing. Absolutely, <laughs> a fraction of the cost. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, I'm, I'm curious. What do you think about this uh, Bears offensive line? Could you tell? Could you tell us a little about your feelings about that? Because I feel uh, the Lions' defensive line that that's like one of our kind of question marks coming to season a little bit and I feel like this is a good matchup for the Lions our offensive line isn't the worst I think we have one new guy working in uh, Jermaine Effetti which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of played for the Seahawks for a while Oh, uh, he's yeah he's the new guy on the line uh, I believe we still have Bobby Massey, Cody Whitney, all those guys so we'll see how they hold up sounds like it's going to be mincemeat our defensive line. Extra wow. flowers is gonna feast. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> what li what Lions defender do you fear the most coming into this game, Josh? 
That's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. I, <laughs> I mean, the Lions have uh, the new addition, Jamie Collins. You have Trey Flowers, fully healthy. Uh, last offseason, he, he was uh, nursing a shoulder injury for most of the offseason, recovering from surgery. But they have Jamie Collins, D- Desmond Trufant. Uh, they picked up Okuda coming off the bench, Warrior, Tracy Walker. Take your pick. Take your pick. What about, what about the third guy we picked up, Rob Williams? Yeah, Nick Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Nick Williams. Yeah, if you guys can get Jimmy Collins to play like Jimmy Collins for the Patriots. You guys are in business. Yeah, uh, but I am worried about Trub- uh, Akuda and Trubisky trying to throw as well. We'll see how it goes. I'm sure he'll be on uh, Anthony Miller, so that should be a pretty good matchup. What's the word? Yeah, Akuda can get his his first uh, NFL pick against. Oh, I don't see that. Wait till week two. Wait till week two. <laughs> I, I will. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot of shit from Bears fans about, like, how they performed the last uh, year against the Lions. But I just keep telling them, you know, Matt Stafford was not in either of those games. And the Lions played them within a mm. score both times. Uh, how much How much are you uh, fearing the return of Matt Stafford against the Chicago Bears team? That's a very good question. If <laughs> Matt Stafford shows up. He picks up where he left off. I think uh, the Bears are in for a long day, but that takes a lot. He's been out for how many weeks did he miss at the end of the year last year? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been out for three <laughs> season basically, and he's got a tough test to go up week one. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, you play in competition. Did he get a tough test? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, you, you, JD, you have a question to throw at Josh here? Uh, yeah. Who is going to run the football for you and uh, your running back uh, stable there in, in Chicago? That's a very good question. With David Montgomery hurt, it's going to have to be Cordell Patterson. Uh, Cordell Patterson, wide receiver, kicker, turner, hybrid. That uh, apparently they've been working on that running back all camp, so we'll see how it pays off because we need him. Tariq Cohen can't run between the tackles. As much as the Bears want to have Tariq Cohen run it between the tackles, he he, no. does, he doesn't want them to. No, I, 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 don't, I don't understand the why do the Bears like why are they trying to make Tariq Cohen a thing when he's like. He, he's clearly not. It just is and it's weird. And Cordell, I mean, Cordell Patterson, they worked him in last year too, a little bit, right? I, I wouldn't say it was yeah, a but, rousing success by any means. No, absolutely not. He's a big man. I don't think he. I think he's a little too big for running back. So um, yeah, he's tall and lean. Yeah, yeah not built to run really between the tackles either. And an, an yeah. another matchup I'm really looking forward to, Josh. Um, this. Uh, weekend is the the Bears announced Jalen Johnson as a st- one of the starting cornerbacks, right? Due to injury yes. and such. Um, Absolutely. How do you feel? What first of all, what have you read about him? And second of all, how do you feel about him going going against uh, veterans like Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones? Uh, that that's a tough matchup for a rookie coming out of the gate with no preseason, hasn't you know no scrimmages against other teams. Uh, so yeah, uh, give us a little bit on that if you can. Well, from what I've read, Jalen Johnson's more of like a jamming cornerback that's going to get up on you, but I'm sure he's going to struggle with those long, lengthy guys that you guys have out there. And uh, obviously, college NFL is a learning curve, especially when you only play at Utah, which I don't care what their ranking is. They're not a top-10 team in the country. <laughs> the Pac-12 player. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. He's, I think he's going to 
be put out on an island that's going to have to prove himself. So you're saying Kenny G and Marvin Jones are going to get theirs? That's, that's all I heard. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably not wrong. I mean, California's not much bigger, so. And you guys got the wrong receivers. We'll see how it pans Ooh. out. Oh, yeah. We will. Uh, Bob, will. Uh, Bob, I'll throw it to you now <laughs> to uh, ch- challenge our uh, entrance. This. <laughs> Yeah, I w- well, Josh, as as we know on this podcast, is a big uh, Ohio State slappy as well. <laughs> so, how are you going to feel when Akuda gets like three touchdowns from pick six? He's going to be torn, because you've he, been cheering for Akuda for years now. And then he's going to show up in the NFL. It's going to be a tough uh, time for you there. I'm, I'm glad it was strong. So that was my first match, hoping Chase Young didn't fall to the Hawaiian blue. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so, uh, good for us. My so, yeah, I love him, Kudo. Like you said, I watched him a while. Big fan of his. Uh, it's cool that he plays for the Lions because I sometimes have to watch the Lions play. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be a good one for you guys. Mm. Um, yeah, we got a lot of Ohio State guys on the Lions, you know. Kind of like, uh, you know. Ohio State, uh, North or whatever. There you go. Okay, back there, Jonah Jackson this year. Watch out. New Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Go do it. Rudd Dog, I don't, I don't know if you've thrown a question at Josh yet. No, I have a question, Josh. What's up? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being involuntary expulsion of your bowels and 10 being getting a rocket ship fly to the moon and kill yourself, how scared are you? Of the Lions this week. I think I just my pants. It's going to be a good game. Uh, I was looking at the power ranking earlier, and it had the players coming through from the Lions 30th, but the Lions are a favorite on the betting line, so it's going to be very interesting to see. All right. Yeah, new era of Detroit dominance. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow. So. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it, watching it. All right. Yeah. Um. So th- to to wrap up this uh the the lines then here, uh, Josh, we like to ask uh everyone who enters if uh what they predict the score to be for this upcoming game. So what do you have in this game? I'm going. 24 21. No. 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 Oh, we had so much faith yeah. in you. We had so much yeah. faith in you. And then you <laughs> fucked it up. Don't worry. Wow. Josh Ashenberg. You know, the only redeeming value I'm finding in you at all right now is the socks ahead on your head. I mean, that's. Neutral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Man, d- Josh, uh, I don't know what else to say. That was, that was brutal. That was brutal. We had so much faith, and uh, you. you <laughs> I didn't mean to let it down, but this time I can accept. That's it. all right. Karma, <laughs> karma, karma's a bitch, and Mitch, Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback, so you, you know, it's, it's fine. <laughs> we can live with it. Um, but I think that's gonna wrap up our segment here. Josh, thank you for entering the Lions. Absolutely. Den. We really appreciate it, and. Uh, Enjoy, enjoy the having the NFL back. Uh, unfortunately, you got to watch the Bears, so I don't know how much you're going to enjoy it. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Thanks, Josh. All right, uh, Josh, another delusional uh, Bears fan that we run into. Uh, wow. You know, it, <laughs> you know. That guy's whack. Yeah. That guy's whack. Yeah. yeah. He really went off the rails at the end with that prediction. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Uh, it's all right. Uh, you know, we bring we, we're so we we're kind. We bring idiots onto the podcast, but it's all good. Uh, <laughs> we do our respect. Um, but for love of the game. But uh, let's get into our last part of the podcast. Uh, I, I've been waiting all year to get back to this point. Uh, you know, Lions at home, 12 o'clock on Fox against Chicago. Uh, this is Sunday, September 13th, and it's time for our ever-famous predictions. So, um, and there, there was one more prediction I wanted to get into. Or no, wait, did I did I say Connors already? Uh, no, I don't think so. His regular season one. I don't know if I mentioned it. He said twelve and four. Um, the Lions are going to go twelve and four, win the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bears are finishing six and ten, and the Vikings at ten and six in second place. So I think the Packers at nine and seven or eight and eight. Uh, but that's what he had. Now for uh, his prediction on this game: twenty-eight seventeen Lions, two touchdowns for Galladay, a rushing TD for Adrian Peterson, and one last one to Hawkinson on a three-yard dart. These are his words mm. written down right here: a dart. Dart. No. Um, so let's go around our little wheel here. Uh, so, Rudd Dog, I'll start off with you. What is your prediction? Lions against right. the Bears. So, I mean, the Bears got a bit of a tough defense. At least that's been their, you know, bread and butter is their talent on defense. And, yeah, Trubisky's done some things to us in the past. But, honestly, I think that was an entirely different team, at least on defense, as far as coaching and even uh, talent. So, I think this is going to be – not just a total cakewalk. It'll be about 33 to seven. Uh, Stafford will they'll, they'll they'll slow Stafford down a little bit, but eventually he's going to get rolling and points are just going to start going up on the board. I also see uh, Trufant getting a pick six in this game on Trubisky. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a nice addition on the field, and then uh, the final score is going to be Kenny G going up top in the back corner of the end zone. Mm. Putting the nail in the coffin. All right. All right. And I should mention the Lions are three-point favorites right now, and the over/under is forty-four and a half for this game. Um, so, the, so Vegas pretty much sees us as even teams. There's always a three-point weighted for a home team usually. So, uh, let's go to you, Bob. What's your predi- prediction? All right. Well, the the Bears' defense still gets a lot of love around the the world. Uh, not so much their offense. So the, I think their defense is going to be a challenge for us. But I also love our offense this year. And I think we're going to put ourselves on the board right away by putting up some points against the Bears. Uh, I see us winning 31-16. to 16. We'll give up some Woo! yards on defense, but only only one touchdown, some field goals. So I, I think our defense will start getting it together, but uh might be a little rough a little bit. Uh, so 31-16, and... Uh, yeah, I like that touchdown, too, from Kenny Galladay. Uh, a product where I went to high school. I don't know if you know that. UJ. Uh, it's never so. been mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I just had to throw in. my The one touchdown on mine was garbage time after the starters had already been rotated out when they scored 33 points. For the Bears? So, sorry. Yeah, they'll, they'll, be a, they'll get a garbage time touchdown. Okay, okay. Sorry. Okay, I forgot All that. Right. I'm, right. All Who's right. next? All right, UJ, you're up. Okay, along the lines of my keys of the game, I think that it's going to be tough early. I think we're probably going to allow a fluky touchdown that we should not allow, like a blown coverage or something like that. The Bears score one touchdown, two field goals during the course of the game. But as the game goes on, 
we're going we're, we're to dominate the time of possession, and we're going to wear that defense down. By the second half, we're going to be scoring points at will almost. And I think we're going to run away toward the end of the game. And I'm looking at uh, 31 to 13 is my final score. Uh, yeah, where's your Kool-Aid? I think it's going to be a, a nice win for the Lions and a, and a comfortable one in the fourth quarter. I think we're going to be just playing the clock out. We're going to play you know, the, the victory position. Stafford's going to grab that ball, hit the knee, walk off in front of a huge crowd. And go, what? I think it's going to be a great game. And Lions win, yeah, going away at the end. But it's going to be closer early, though. It's going to be closer early. I like it. I like it, baby. Um, so I have the Lions winning this 28-17. Stafford with three touchdown throws and a carry-on t- carry Johnson touchdown run. Uh, Mitch Trubisky throws one pick. I- I'm going to go Tracy Walker with the interception on this one. I- I'm feeling I'm going to – Trubisky will try to throw it deep. It won't work out well. Um, I will be interested to see how they uh, they defend Allen Robinson in this game. That's the one that thing I'll find interesting. Is I- I'm assuming Trevant gets that uh, – that uh, assignment, but yeah, I have twenty eight seventeen, and uh, man, you guys, I'm checking the math here. I'm looking at it, and it looks like we all predicted a Lions uh, win this week. Whoa, <laughs> that's unique. It, it's it's never happened. The before. odds of this happening. I mean, this is our third year now, and uh, infinitesimal. It's it, it still it still happens. I don't. It's crazy. I know that's that's uh, insane. So someone should look up the odds. It's 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 insane. I, we 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 should start buying lottery tickets. I think it defies yeah. the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that's gonna wrap it up for us. But uh, man, NFL getting into full swing uh, this Sunday. Uh, I mean, or I mean this Thursday. Oof. But really, I mean, this, right. the season starts when the Lions start playing. Let's get real. Yeah. Um, that's right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. If you uh, like what you hear, please subscribe. Please leave a review on Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Instagram, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Um, Twitter, at Drinking Lions. We want to thank everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. UJ's looking deep into the camera, deep into your souls, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. He sees what you <laughs> see, a Super Bowl season. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is Blue Kool-Aid crew. And we look forward to the Super Bowl season. And last but not least, as always, go! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory.